Hi guys, Tom Lovrick and Sean Quigley here from What's Going On Here, the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM, Pod Directory, and Blueberry. So tune in and have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovrick, aka T Love, as I am known in lawn furniture circles. And with me, as always, I have the man, the myth, the legend. If you haven't spent a thousand dollars in a night, you can't be the man. If you haven't made love to a thousand women in a year, you can't be the man. But this young man is the man because he's done all those things and more. Mr. Sean Quigley, a.k.a. The Quig, as he's known in Thai pub circles. Yeah. How are you, sir? I'm, uh, I'm not too bad. Okay. Not too bad. I'm doing pretty well. How are, how are things in the Thai pub circles? Uh, you know, it's good. Good? It's, good beer? Uh, yes. Singha is usually a good beer, yeah? Uh, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it gets a bit boring after a while. But oh, it's, oh it's, well. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a pub, so they probably have more than just one beer there, yeah? Uh, yeah, I th- yeah. It's just you're not going to get bangers and mash. You're going to get like dumplings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't speak Thai, so it's, it's... Oh, yes, I can understand it. So the orders get confused. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and all they understand to say is the quig. The quig. Ah, so that's all well, they say over and over again. The quig. The quig. The quig. And I'm like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like... It's About like the in- other beer. The quig. The quig. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, it's like the episode of... Um, uh, not episode. It was the movie. What was it? It was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Kickboxer. <laughs> when when they were chanting, what they call him? Nuxum Cow, which meant white warrior. Uh, it's it's kind of like that. So the quig probably means something in Thai. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe like white drunkard or something. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> maybe it just means fuck off. <laughs> yeah. It might, for all we yeah. know. <laughs> They're just so, very polite people. It's hard to tell. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know, what we do on our show is <clears throat> we review, we review uh, most of the time, little-known movies and or TV shows. If they are, uh, we watch the middle 20 minutes. If they are for language, we... Turn off the dubbing and try to just listen in the native tongue. And sometimes, as a twist, we if it's an English show, we'll put on foreign language dubbing if it's available. We watch the middle 20 minutes and then try to figure out what's going on here. And then at the same time, we um, review beers because why not? And not just beers, any really adult beverage. It's just most of the time we have done beers. Yes. But we will do ciders and we can do, we've done some wine. Just like in an episode. Yeah. Um, but we could do it. We could even do scotch and whiskey and that kind of stuff. I, I figure we yeah. should expand the palate a little bit. Yeah. Adult beverages. Uh-huh. So that's what we do. And of course, the, 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 the adult beverages are really the star of the show. But what we try to do is figure out what's going on in these TV shows and movies. And then we try to come with, up with a conclusion as to what's going on. Yes. Now, today's <clears throat> uh, movie that we're watching 
is one that's very popular these days on Netflix. So it's not in... Um, the most popular, I believe. So it's the opposite of our little known. Is the, yes, the it's the opposite of popular. the little known. But we, we, we decided to choose it because it's there. I haven't seen it, seen it. I haven't heard anything about it except for like, as usual, these things are when... when um, when these TV shows or movies get released, everyone, because of the internet age, everyone goes on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and just blasts it or whatever. So we watched Sandra Bullock's The Bird Box, mm. except we turned on the German dubbing yeah. and watched the middle 20 minutes in German. I haven't seen anything about I have never watched it. I haven't read anything about it, like I said, except for like people were going nuts over it and I don't know what it is. And all, I see is, all I've seen online is Sandra Bullock and a couple of kids with blindfolds on. Now, our beer for the day is by Flying Fish out of Somerdale, New Jersey, and it is Grand Cru Winter Reserve. We're kind of we're kind of going along with the seasons here since it's winter right now, and we're gonna get uh, some snow probably tomorrow, our first big snow of the season. Um, we're going with the seasonal beer, so Grand Cru Winter Reserve. It is six point nine percent alcohol by volume. It is a Belgian-style uh, ale, and it has an IBU of 10. So, to start the show off, let's crack open these bottles and see what's what about them. Yes, sir? Indeed. Do you want the glass or do you want the bottle? Because I brought the glass so we can like pour it and see the color, etc., on the head. Uh, Which would you prefer? I'm fine with the bottle. You're fine with the bottle. All right, yeah. so I'll pour mine in here, give our audience a little bit of a... Sound effect. Oh. Oh. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Not much of a head, actually. No. Now I poured it carefully, but not at all. It's definitely a golden ale. Yep. It's very champagne-y looking, and I guess hence the Grand Cru Reserve uh -huh. designation on it. But I say let's try this sucker and start off the show, shall we? Try it out. All right, here we go. Wow. Well, that's not what I would call a winter beer. No. This is like like last time. This is like a summer beer almost, I would say. It's very light. It's very tasty. Yeah, I wouldn't. It says it's a Belgian style gold now. I would. It doesn't taste very Belgian to me either. No, it doesn't. It kind of just tastes like a lager. It just. I, I was gonna say it just tastes like a lager. A nice lager. It certainly doesn't taste like six point nine percent. No, not <laughs> even close. No, if you just gave me this, I'd be like, oh, what is this? Four and a half? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. This does not taste like a six point nine percent. Yeah. If I if I had to blind taste test it, I'd assume it was some kind of version of like a Brooklyn lager. You know what though? Now, now that I've had a, a couple of gulps, fill 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 your palate and and see. Now that I've had a couple, of, I I can see the I, I I taste the Belgian, the Belgian spices and and the style actually a little bit, almost almost like an aftertaste. Yeah, I guess it is a little. Um, it has a little bit of the richness. It does. It doesn't linger though. Like no, I feel like Belgian. Beer to me, usually there's like a lingering kind of like yes. fullness. Yes. This, Belgian, this is very crisp. It like it, you drink it, you taste it, and then it's just like gone. Yes. The Belgian ale is usually 
It's almost like a hot cocoa. Yeah. You drink it, and because it's so thick, the mm -hmm. taste just stays in your mouth for, whoa, hey now. Uh, it just stays with you for a while. Um, but you're right. This doesn't linger for very long. And like I said, this is... <laughs> I would, in the summertime, if it was hot, I would probably chug this beer. Oh, yeah. In one go and be like, oh, that was so nice and refreshing. Very refreshing. Great to have with food. <laughs> it's great like, to have with food. It's like water. You just like drinking yes. it down. And... Yes. Again, it's not bad. It's not what we're saying. It's flat. It has no taste or whatever. But... This would be dangerous. Like if I was at like an Alamo Draft House or one of those places that sells beer, watching a watch movie, a movie yeah. I could have like six of these watching a movie, would not even think about it, and then like stumble out of the movie theater. <laughs> and have to call an Uber <laughs> yeah. and come back probably the next morning to, for your car. Probably have to call the doctor. 6.9% <laughs> if I drink a six pack of this, I'd be like, ah. It's, it's, <laughs> wow, yeah, this is, again, surprising because we had the, uh, uh, La Fin du Monde, which was also like a Belgian-style ale, mm. but it also drank really light. Maybe our, yeah, maybe our palates are just getting... Like, maybe we're just toughening. It might be. Is that nothing we're short of motor oil like, <laughs> doesn't do anything to me at this point. <laughs> right, it's like, eh, whatever. This, tastes, this is like water. It's like, maybe this is a cry for help is what <laughs> we're having like here. like Man vs. Food TV show that used to be on. That's right. I used to love that. In the first few episodes, you know, he tried like hot wings and blew his mouth off and he was like oh my god this is crazy and then like four years into the show he was like unbreakable right right and right and he went back to like the original show the first one he's ever tried and he was like this is nothing what? Yeah, yeah yeah but also he had to like stop doing the show because it like was destroying his yeah, body probably <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially because the, the well one I never really liked watching the show yeah like when the people would make these giant servings of whatever okay yeah. i get it as a gimmick who's the no one's buying that and just yeah. eating it by themselves yeah, first yeah, of yeah. all if you are and i know like some like in the beginning that's what the show was about to try yeah. and eat like you know yeah. a five pound burger like and shit like that eating, yeah yeah and it's just like to me <laughs> it's funny you know the upbringing was roman catholic i'm not very roman catholic right now at best i'm agnostic mm. you know uh, I do believe in karma, though, you know, kind of yeah. like, to me, it's just like more like the universe. And I know it's kind of hokey, but I'm always like, you get what you put out there. Divine retribution. Maybe, <laughs> well, that's right. As the secret told us, the universe yeah. will have it for you. Yeah. If you imagine it, the ham sandwich will come your way. So Just um, not straight away. Maybe in 20 years. Maybe in 20 years, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, mm, yeah, I... I lost my train of thought. And I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going I with this. I can't remember either. Well, <laughs> we're really good at paying attention here. Uh, How can anybody buy what we're doing seriously I when I can't it. fucking remember one sentence to the next? I don't, how did this... Where were we going? <laughs> I have no idea anymore. You know what? I, we'll, we'll probably have to go... Oh, if man we, versus food. We're talking about man versus food. Man versus food. Yes, and thank you. And then you out of said, I'm not very Roman Catholic right now. <laughs> well, uh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's what threw me off. Man versus food. I'm not very Roman Catholic right now. But to me, that that show was just such an exercise in gluttony. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I almost couldn't watch it. It's kind of like, uh, what was it a couple of weeks ago? Will Smith did. And, you know, no offense to Will Smith. Yeah. He seems like he's probably a fantastic person. Mm. You know, wonderful human being the whole nine yards. But he did that thing where he bunchy jumped out of a helicopter 
aboard uh, above the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And, you know, they're doing the camera, and there's the video, and he jumps, and he does this, and exciting and adventuresome, and he has money, and he can do it. And I get it. Okay. But then the whole spectacle, all those people, because, yeah. you know, it wasn't just a crew with a helicopter and a couple of camera people, and then his family. It was like his entire extended family. It was a big party out in the middle of, uh -huh. of, of the Arizona desert, yeah, yeah. or where, wherever side of the Grand Canyon they were from. Maybe it was Nevada, I'm not sure, but we're somewhere around the Grand Canyon, right? Huge party, and, and, you know, and it struck me, and I'm watching, and I was like, wow. When people talk about vanity, I mean, uh -huh. this is what I picture. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of like, and then I was like, what am I, a fucking priest? Why, why am I, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's just one of those you war with yourself. Yeah. You, I couldn't help it because I'll be the first to say it. I'm an awful human being. I couldn't help it. And I was just like, look at the freaking vanity of this. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't even that I was upset that he had the money to spend that. I don't care. It's like, yeah, good yeah. for you. You know, you've, you've made your money. You've earned it. Do whatever you want with it. I'm all, as long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as you're not harming anybody, I'm all for it. Go ahead, do it, you know? But at the same time, like I said, I was just like, how much, how much validation do you need? I think it gets to a point where, where you have so much, it's not even necessarily money, but you have so much access to everything. Everything, yeah. That you become desensitized to like the things that normal, you know, quote unquote normal people yeah. would be excited by. Yeah. Don't do it for you anymore. No, right. And I think you end up getting, I feel like a lot why so many like uber successful people, famous people end up killing themselves and getting depressed because it's just... Things that, that used to excite them, the idea of things that used to be so cool to them, the adrenaline of performing or doing this, nothing dies nothing, out. Right, nothing, nothing works anymore. Your body needs to like constantly get a bigger high. Right, nothing works anymore. Yeah, and you nothing start works doing anymore. crazier, crazier things. Which, which, I mean, which led to the downfall of a lot of celebrities. I mean, remember Eddie Murphy picking up the transvestite hooker? Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I was just helping somebody out. It was like... You know what, dude, if this is what, you know, you want to see if it's going to rock your socks, whatever. Because, you know, Eddie Murphy, you know, for a long, after, uh, you know, he was married for a long time. And then you see now he's got another girlfriend that's pregnant. And, you know, it's just like, well, when is enough enough kind of stuff. Yeah. And it turns into the Roman Empire, really, uh -huh. with Caligula. It's like, well, what do we need? Well, we need a mule and, and, you know, a couple of slave girls and let's see what they do. You know, kind of, it's like, what? What are you doing? And like I said, I get it. I don't. But it's still, at the same time, it bothers me. And like I said, it's not, it's not an envy thing. It's just like, you know how much... Because the, the thought that occurred to me was... And I'm sure he's a charitable person and does all sorts of stuff for charities. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm assuming he does because, like I said, my impression of him is that he's a good person. All I could think of was like, the money spent to do this, so you could get like this literally 30 seconds of thrill... How many orphanages could have been completely redone? Oh, yeah. How many foster homes could have been had money? How many soup kitchens could have had food? How, you, you know what I'm saying? It, it just falls on that. And it's like, and I, and I know it's not up to one person to do it. And I get it. And quite frankly, you know, our government, and this is not a political thing. This is like governments in general, our society in general, should be able to take care of all these people that are displaced, disenfranchised, whatever. Mm. It shouldn't fall on a rich person. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, I still, you know, uh, 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 I would say, I would say my wife and I have been fairly successful, fairly fortunate in life. You know, we have earned ourselves to live comfortably kind of stuff. And I'm not talking anywhere near Will Smith kind of comfortable, mm. but you know, middle-class suburban comfortable. Okay, great. 
And then when I go and, you know, I go to Bear Burger and I spend like $12 on a burger, I'm like, why the fuck am I paying $12 for a burger? <laughs> and not because I'm cheap about it, because I'll buy it and I'll eat yeah, it, but yeah. I'm like, $12? Uh-huh. Jesus. You know? So w- w- what often happens is like when I'm walking through the city to go on auditions or whatever, I'll have protein bars in my packet and like gloves or something. And when I see somebody homeless, I'm like giving them because I'm just like, you know, especially yeah. now in the freezing weather, I'm like, here, dude, you, you, you could use these gloves. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you're going to do with them. You yeah. want to hawk them for booze or, or crack or whatever. I don't know mm-hmm. that's your situation. But here, have some, you know, have gloves. Have a protein bar. It's like you're probably eating crap and people are buying you a slice of pizza or whatever. Have something with some nutritional value or whatever, you know. That. So it, it's, it's and, I, and like I said, and I kind of understand that it's this uh, a duality of being successful uh-huh. And not leaving the others behind. You see it a lot with with celebrities. Uh, you see it a lot in the U.S. with the African American celebrities yeah. that come from nothing. And a lot of times they get so bitter as they get like older. It's like, why are you bitter? You know, you really made it. But it's like them warring with themselves. With like, ugh, you know, there's so many people. And at the same time, it's not my job to bring everybody. You know what I'm saying? There's like the guilt associated, all of that. Yeah. And I, like I said, I get it, but at the same time, I'm just like, that is fucking vain, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the gluttony, the, the, the vanity, the, and of course, whenever I think vanity, I always think back to The Devil's Advocate with Pacino and Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen it? Oh, yeah, yeah. To me, still to me, the scariest scene I ever saw, and if you're a New Yorker, you're going to appreciate this probably as well. The scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Where he looks up Third Avenue in the middle of the day and it's empty. Oh yeah, and like I literally got chills because I was like, "What in New York City?" Because like, like there's even alleyways. There's like two people and a dog, Mm. you know, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, Third Avenue empty. Like, whoa, that's just. I mean, it was kind of a little bit like that after nine eleven. They would like show pictures, and you know, the Grand Central Parkway was empty. And all these highways leading to the city were empty and closed. And it was like, this is freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because like something that's buff, bustling always like an ant hive. And all of a sudden, sudden nothing's there. It's like, whoa. There was a movie. What was it? There was one movie. I remember it. And I have a feeling that Tom Cruise was in it. Uh, there was a movie where they cleared out Times Square. For the shoot? Yeah. Or for the scene in the movie? For a scene. In the, for, for a scene. It wasn't the whole thing. It was like a scene. And it was a scene where it was, and it had never been done before, but they cleared out Times Square. And it was during the day, like it was daytime, it was just empty Times Square. Wow. And it was like, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. What I don't was know. that? If I can find that. That was, that, yeah, that was very interesting for the same reason, like you said. Um, Times Square, Google, Google, Times Square. I want to put Tom Cruise, because I feel like it's Tom Cruise, Times Square, empty. Okay. He's already suggesting something. Vanilla Sky. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so there is a... It's Vanilla Sky. There's, it's like a dream sequence where he's like looking around and there's no... Uh, no one on Times Square. This is... Yeah, I'm playing it for everyone to appreciate. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's driving up. What's going on here? It's In a Ferrari, of course. Fancy Ferrari. What's going on here? What's going Sub on here? Sub-edition. <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah, clear, clear out the blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear them out. He's a good-looking man. He's got the good-looking car. Yeah. 
good looking city. Driving down Central Park West, which is empty. Yeah. That couldn't have lasted very long. I'm surprised that Cameron Crowe managed to get empty at Times Square of all the directors. Like, Cameron Crowe? Like, oh, okay. Huh. I remember when Cameron Crowe was relevant. I wouldn't be able to do it now, I don't think. <laughs> this was a good film. I like this film. I never saw it. It's really good. It's, yeah. it's a remake of a Spanish film. Oh, okay. And Penelope Cruz was in the original. Ah. It's one of the few situations where you have someone who was in a... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. In both. It's empty. Yeah. It's Wasn't really uh, Cameron Diaz also in this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Tomo sitting in the corner with his sitar right now. <laughs> yeah, for me, tuning my guitar endlessly. AKA sitar playing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, that one, that one is, is creepy, but not as yeah. scary to me simply because all the lights are going still. Oh, yeah, without the light. Like, in the dark, without any of the lights and no people, that would be weird. Yeah. But, um... They, they did a little bit with, um, what was it, I Am Legend with Will Smith, when they show uh, a Grand Central Station and he pulls up and everything's empty. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. just a mannequin standing there and he starts wigging out, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's kind of creepy too. But That's funny because it, cause the subways and everything in New York are always running. Always. But like in England, you know, although now they do run 24 hours, uh -huh. a handful of the lines... But it never used to be that way. Right. So it was always very easy. You, that's why you always got things filmed in the underground in England because they just filmed overnight. Uh, right? the off shift, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it, was, it was so used to seeing all these empty shots of the underground. But that would be, you know, that would be another one that would be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah over here, I imagine. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, speaking of post-apocalyptic movies, <sighs> yeah. perfect intro for our bird box. Yeah. So... We uh, set the dub over to be in German, so we don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we watched the middle 20 minutes. So the movie was two hours and two minutes. So the middle of it was 61 minutes. So we start at minute 51. Would you irritate me if I was cutting the movie? If, that, if I was the director and the final cut was two hours, two minutes, I would challenge myself <laughs> to remove two minutes. I mean, surely, you'd be like, surely you don't want. In the same way that I struggle if but I'm using the volume on the television, it needs to be on one of the zeros or fives. Not necessarily. This is where it gets weird. <laughs> it has to be on a zero or a five uh -huh. or 18 for some reason. Just because 18 is sort of an optimal level for the TV. Okay, for your TV. If it's middle of the day and there's no ambient noise, right. 18 is fine. Uh -huh. And I just know that. Okay. But apart from that, it has to be a 0 or a 5. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean... For the same reason as that. I'm like, my volume setting is because I have the sounds piped through the speakers. Because I wire the room for speakers. Mm. Um, I think the optimal volume is like 50. Because, you know, it's the 7.1 surround sound, so it comes through the speaker, and they do it, the, the, the computer and, and all the programming does it, so it's like real yeah. life. So when they talk quietly, they're talking like this. Uh, and, you know, and if a car drives on the street in front of you, yeah, in front of the house, I'm like, what, what did he, so I kind of have to bring it up to 50, so I can hear when, if they speak softly at all. But then if That's the movie or TV show, whatever, boosts up, then yeah. it's like, God, this is loud. And then, of course, 
you know, once you hit like 1130 midnight, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to have the sound over 38, you know, 40, because you can hear it perfectly well, because there's nothing going on outside, they there's no have, ambient noise. I'm surprised they don't have the technology that my car has. My car has like a, it shifts the volume yes. depending on yeah, the noise yeah, yeah. of the car. Yeah. I remember when that, like, when they first started doing that, it was uh, Mitsubishi. The convertible mm. Mitsubishi had it. Yeah. And they were advertising it, and it was like when you rev up the volume. My car does the same thing. Yeah. When they get on the highway, the radio just kicks up. So, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, Bird Box, German. Start at minute 51. We start watching. And we started watching with... Um, were they already in the kitchen? Yes, right? Yeah. Kitchen. Yes. Sandra Bullock is in the kitchen. It's a house. Now, from the, so it's an ominous picture. For those of you that want to see Bird Box... I don't know if the middle 20 minutes is going to ruin it for you. Probably not. No, I don't think anything was ruined for us. No, I, I, mean, I mean... It definitely amps up the tension because everyone's speaking German. Yes. It's a great way of... If you want to be suspicious of everyone and everything, just have them all speak German. <laughs> That's right. They all sounded shifty to me. <laughs> everyone, everyone sounded suspicious. Whereas if there was an option to stick it on Italian, which there was, <laughs> I, I, it, it, I would, it would probably be funny. They were like, not a bitch, I'm here, I'm I'm like, That's a good point. We, pick, we actually picked German because we watched in French and Spanish yeah. And Italian, yeah, and we've never watched it in German, so this is why we chose German. But anyway, and if there was a Russian, everyone would sound angry with each other. This is true. Well, fighting, like my wife always says when I speak with my family, it's like are you guys sound like you're talking Klingon. Yeah. It always sounds like you guys are arguing. I'm like, no, we're just having a conversation. It sounds like you're fighting. It yeah. took her a long time to to recognize yeah. fighting with just talking. Because we're always loud and moving our hands, and you know. So well, you've got the you've got the worst of both worlds, and you have the Mediterranean. Yes. Which is so like you know loud hands and, and loud and in like your Italian, face. but then yes. you have like the Russian influence, the Slavic anger of the like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's like we're fucked either which way you yeah. look at it. It's like, ladies, if you find yourself a mellow Croatian, take them. You know, because yeah. it's like a unicorn. <laughs> so anyway, so. Um, it's Sandra Bullock, and she's in the... Uh, uh, the scene starts off, actually, they show a house, and it's a big house, it looks like. And it's covered... All the windows are covered with newspaper. So this is a thing. It's like, okay. And you go inside, and it's a kitchen. And it's a huge kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, the island is probably the size of this room that we're in right now. Like, enormous. Um, and she's eating, looks like, crackers with... Peanut butter or jam on them. I, I couldn't tell which one. Yeah. And John Malkovich walks in, which I didn't know John Malkovich, and I was always surprised because I think he's a brilliant actor. And I'm like, oh, John Malkovich is in this. That's great. And he walks in. She's eating a cracker, and from the body language, and of course, because they're speaking German, um, uh, 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 it looks like she is pissed at him for some reason. So we don't understand what they're saying, but the body language yeah. just seems like. She's pissed with him. It's worth noting that both John Markovich and Sandra Bullock speak German very well. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would never have guessed it, actually. <laughs> no. And not only do they speak German well, they do it kind of like a bunch of comedians used to do when they would pretend to be in kung fu movies uh-huh. and say something and just keep moving their lips. That's yeah, what yeah. it looks like when they speak German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. I, 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 it must have been hard to cast that movie. They need to find <laughs> actors who speak German, Italian, <laughs> French, Spanish, and English. Yeah, that must have been hard. And to film it that many times over and over and keep it the same. I'm, I'm going to drink my beer oh, now. Imagine if they did a take by take of the whole film all the way through. 
this episode has gone down the stupid rabbit hole really fast. <laughs> mm. So anyway, John Malkovich walks in with a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. It looks like this bottle of whiskey has been sampled from quite a bit already. There's like maybe a half a bottle left or whatever. But by the looks of it, it looks like a fancy bottle. Yeah. And and I want to say it was Lafrog or 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 Glenmorangi or something because it had like a, a cork in it when he pulled it up. So it must have been some some fancy hooch. They always everything's always half full that movies. It's a continuity thing as well because yeah. if they do happen to drink during it, if it's full, it's obvious. Yeah. In between shots, and if there's a little bit left, then it's obvious. If it's yeah. somewhere in the middle, like. Very few people are stopping and being like, hey, wait a second, there's a little bit more in this scene. Like, yeah, as long yeah. as it stays roughly in the middle, no one really notices. <laughs> That's, I worked on a video a couple of months ago, and they had a bottle of Hennessy. Yeah. And everyone on set was just drinking from it. <laughs> so oh. At one point, somebody walked up and said, like, uh, continuity? <laughs> yeah. And the dude who was the star of the video, he was like, continuity? It was, it was, a, <laughs> it was a Punjabi like pop star video. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. It is, is it supposed to be like this? <laughs> and they're like, all right, no one's going to see the bottle in the video. Don't worry about it. Because yeah. like I said, it was literally an unopened full bottle of Hennessy. And, you know, an hour into the shoot, it was about like half empty. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, uh, yeah, that doesn't work for continuity very well, does it? <laughs> but anyway, so John Malkovich is talking to her at first, like they're kind of both grumpy at each other. And then he pours them. Again, some... are they grumpy or are they just speaking German? I don't know. <laughs> this is very true. I don't know. Maybe it's part of the German it could contract. just small talk. I don't know. You're, you know what? <laughs> that is actually a brilliant <laughs> sketch idea right there. Because yeah. <laughs> you do it like for what the stereotype is for each one. So you do the scene over and over again. You do it in English. You do it however the scene does it. Then you do it in German. And then you're just like really harsh and yelling at each other and saluting and clicking heels. And then you do it in like Spanish and you're yelling and screaming and ripping shirts open. You do it in French and you do it in a very smoldering way. And, mm. and then you end up like making out even though the scene calls for talking about toast or whatever, you know, kind <laughs> of thing. And in Italian, you're feeding each other or whatever. It, that, I, yeah. that would make a great sketch idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, so, so he pours the two scotches, bourbon, whiskey, whatever it happens to be. Um... And she drinks and she's smiling and everything seems to be okay. Uh, then it goes to the river. And it says 24 hours on the river. Yeah. And it's a boat, like a little skiff, with Sandra Bullock in it rowing and with two kids in the boat. And the kids look to be, I don't know, eight years old. Anywhere between six and eight years old, that kind of yeah. stuff. And um, they have their blindfolds on. Um, the river is a fairly shallow river, nothing big, but it's moving swiftly and she's paddling without, with the blindfold on. And you're just kind of like, what the, where the, what are they doing? And as she paddles, you kind of see like the shot is all of a sudden like through a window, which initially made me think like, oh, is there a cabin like right offshore and she's real close to shore and someone's looking at them. But then what you realize, no, it's an 18 wheeler that yeah. for some reason is dug up to its like cabin door uh-huh. in the river, yeah. just left there because of this whole post-apocalyptic whatever's happened. And she bumps into it. And as she bumps into it, the boy 
Because, of course, she has a blindfold on, so she's just paddling and the boat is going ha- the fastest it can possibly go in that situation. Uh-huh. Hits it, and the boy goes flying out of the boat with a bag. And the bag is obviously significant because I believe it was uh, all their supplies in it. So the boy goes in, and of course it does the shot from like the camera submerged in the water, and she's not taking the blindfold off, and he can't take the blindfold off, and Sandra Bullock is frantically like, look, look, like fighting to reach him. Yeah. She gets him, pulls the boy out of water, and then you see the bag just go pop up on the water, and then bloop bloop goes under the water and it's gone. And she's looking, and in German she's going nine 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 nine, which means no 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 no. They lost obviously their supplies. Mm. So, now they're, they keep paddling. They're paddling some more. And um, they end up on... She, she runs herself aground. Which I'm, I, I find interesting. I'm kind of like, okay, she just, she's literally just following blind luck. And when they show the perspective of the actor wearing the blindfold, yeah. you can still see shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which leads me to believe. So, something, whatever's happening... And, and looking by the gesture. So she pulls up the boat. She tells, she obviously is telling the kids, stay here, stay under this blanket, don't go anywhere, stay in the boat, blah, blah, blah. She has a fishing reel on mm-hmm. her, uh, 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 hooked to her pants, to like her belt. Yeah. And she starts walking away from the boat, just blindly, going yeah, off yeah. somewhere. Because what, the reason why she pulled over to shore was she heard like wooden chimes. Uh-huh. Clinking somewhere. And she was like, what's that sound? What's that sound? So now they're just navigating by sound. So. Well, I think it'd be a really nice set piece if they, if she went in, if they heard the music and then just found, it was just Stevie Wonder just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> just with his little band going up like, like, hey, nothing's happened. What's going on, guys? I, I mean, when you think about it, in this world, Stevie Wonder is the fucking king. He's live. I mean, playing Andrew, music. Andrea Bocelli's there. Yeah. Jose Feliciano. Yeah, all these people. Yeah. They're doing fine. Mm. They're, they're okay. I, I would think he'd be the man. Yeah. Because he knows his way around his house. To him, nothing's wrong. Yeah. They're like, oh, God, there's something wrong. He's like, yeah, there is superstition. That <laughs> is on the wall. Exactly. They're like, shut up, Steve. You don't even know running with like, let on a wall. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're going to get the Society for the Blind like backing our show after this. <laughs> so anyway. So, <laughs> so um, she, she ties the reel to like a branch by the boat. Mm-hmm. Why she... Or... or Right? To a branch by the boat, not the boat. Which I'm like, why wouldn't you tie it to the boat? The kids are in the boat. But anyway, so it, it's kind of like her popcorn trail, right? She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's uh, so she Or breadcrumb trail. She goes and she's looking and she's looking and she comes on this house. And she walks in the house and she kind of lifts her eye uh, blindfold carefully. And sees that all the windows are papered over. So whoever was in this... And, and, and it's not a house. It's more like it looks like it was a clinic. Uh-huh. Like either a hostel or a clinic, actually, it looks like like a hunter's clinic, literally. Yeah. And so she goes and she grabs like a, a blanket and starts wrapping all these, um, uh, 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 collecting all these like supplies, basically. Then it goes back to the house with John Malkovich and it's Sandra Bullock, and there's a, a heavy set girl there, and there's a couple of kids. Because the way that scene started off, I forgot to mention that. Them going into the house. Mm. 
all of them, parking in the garage, closing the garage, and then and then just like walking in the house. So it goes back to the scene, and the two kids, they look like teenagers. Like, they don't want any part of what these adults are doing. My guess is because it's post-apocalyptic, people are just like finding each other and grouping to, to stay together. Yeah. And Sandra Bullock is, initially I did not know that Sandra Bullock is, or was that later on, actually, because they've been in the house for so long. I think maybe that was later on. I'll, I'll, I'll come back oh, yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll come back to that. So anyway, so the two teenagers basically take the car and leave, and everyone's pissed off. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think. They leave. Everyone's pissed off. Everyone's kind of arguing with each other. So mm-hmm. there's an older lady in the house. Kind of mm-hmm. looks like she's in her late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the girl, the heavyset girl. She looks to be in her late 20s. Sandra Bullock. Her, what we figure, at the time, a friend? A young guy. Uh, African-American. Yeah. Well-built, strong young guy. African-German. African-German. Sorry, yes, you're right. Um, <laughs> and John Malkovich. Yeah. And I think that's it in the house. And uh, like I said, the teenagers went off, and they're kind of distraught now that these teenagers just took off with the car because they're kind of screwed now because that was their car, I guess. For I don't know what the fuck they need a car. They can't, you know, they're driving blindfolded anyway. I don't know what they need a car for. Hmm. So, because I think at this point they realize that they can't keep their eyes open for whatever reason. Yeah. Which I still don't understand why they can't. Um. Then it goes back to the river, and it says 28 hours on the river. No, is it? No, 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 no. No, it was 24 hours when the kid fell out, 28 hours on the river when they pulled up on shore, and she goes and finds the clinic. That's what it was. Okay. And um, as she's in the clinic, or whatever the, the structure is, she hears a clunk, yeah, like a door opening or closing, and she freaks out. And, and it's a nice... It's a, it's a well-done, tense moment. And she turns around and she has a gun on her and she pulls out the gun. And she already has all the supplies. She made it almost like a swaddling blanket and filled it all and wrapped it around her. Told the kids to stay in the boat. And she um, looks back to where her fishing reel is. Now, when she first walked into the structure, the fishing reel ran out of line. Yeah. So she tied it to a bed. Yeah. And it's a steel, basically, bunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a bunk bed, not one on top of each other, but it's a steel bed, almost like a military-style kind of bed. A hospital, mm. old-fashioned hospital bed. And something is pulling on the reel and pulling the bed towards the door. Yeah. Which you're like, wow, okay, so a couple of things. One, she knew damn well what kind of fishing line to get. Because, you know, to pull that, she was like, okay, you're going to go sport fishing and try to catch a marlin. Because, you know, (laughs) this is really strong line for somebody to kind of gently pull it and pull up. You would expect that bed to be, the bed frame to be, I don't know, 80 pounds, 100 pounds, you know? Oh, yeah. It looked like a raw iron, like old school, like, yeah, like hospital bed. Hospital bed, yeah. So you would think it was even heavier than that. Probably closer to 200 pounds. And something is gently pulling it across towards the door. Mm. So, of course, she's worried. She pulls out her gun, and it stops moving the bed because it got close to the door. And she has the gun, and she turns around and points to the other door because there's a door on the other end of the house. And she sees a shadow cross underneath. 
And she freaks out. And she runs over to, to, to the fishing line. And she kind of lifts it gently to check the tension to make sure nothing's still holding it. Uh-huh. And she sees nothing is holding it. Yeah. She puts her blindfold on, runs out. She's interesting. They said it with a gun. She was holding the gun out like you usually hold a gun out. Yeah. I feel like, realistically, if you think about it, if you're blind, if you can't see anything and you have a gun. Right. The best way, the best chance you have at A, hitting something and B, retaining the gun is to really hold your gun down at your side with a bent elbow kind of like at your side kind of like how in a duel or like a cowboy would shoot that's how I'd be shooting if I was blind because chances are it's pretty level with me so if there's a person in front of me oh you mean later when she walks outside yeah 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 because that's going to be if you keep it at your side and you shoot forwards that's going to basically hit anything directly in front of you that's human sized and it's, the aim is sorted because it's at your side. Right. But then also, as chances are, it's not going to go missing. If you're blind and you have your arm in front of you, chances that someone could knock it out or take it from you, and also that your arm would waver or you would lose concept yeah, of yeah, where yeah, yeah. the front was. Yeah. I'd be shooting from the hip everywhere. No, no, like, for sure. Bam, 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 yeah, bam. because that's what she did. She walks outside. Uh, she follows the line. She has to go down like this because uh, the doorway is raised a little bit, like on a little deck. Yeah. She walks down the stairs. She's using the line as a guy to get back to the boat and the kids. Mm. And as she's walking, she trips and falls down almost into a ditch and pulls out the gun. And like Sean says, she's pointing it upwards. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. I mean, for all you know, she could be pointing to, you know, you think you're pointing somewhere else. But I mean, it's, it's one of those things like just close your eyes and, 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 and throw something somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And see, without knowing, you know, where you are. Yeah. Like, go outside and throw something. So, some place that you're not familiar with. Because, you know, if you're in a bedroom or in your dining room or wherever you are, and you kind of know pretty much because you're there every day all the time, you kind of know where things are and you can throw it and reasonably expect to hit in that direction. But you're in a place you've never been before. You're out in the open in the woods. You're right. I mean, that's... Yeah. Bad move training people. Yeah, but maybe yeah. that's the whole thing to show that, you know, in Germany, Sandra Bullock was not taught how to properly shoot at, like, imaginary demons. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. I, bl- I buy it. So anyway, so, like I said, they built up the tension well, because she walks out and she trips and falls. What happened was, when she first walked out, the leaves, for some reason, are starting to float. The leaves on the ground. Yeah. I guess that is indicating that the creature's whatever it is, are there. So she falls down and she just starts, she's aimlessly shooting everywhere. So the kids are in the boat, they hear it, and the little girl, they've got the blanket off their heads already, so they're obviously not paying attention. And the little girl says, I think, I'm going to go see what that noise is. And she's got a rope. And she ties a rope around herself. And I guess she must have tied it to the boat somehow, or, or it was already tied to the boat. Yeah. And she goes out and walks off and walks off and walks off. And I'm laughing because I'm like, how much fucking rope and fishing line <laughs> did they rob a, a Home Depot before they like got there? Because that rope had... I tell you what they did do is they, luckily they came across the world's biggest ball of twine. <laughs> right. Across the highway. They were <laughs> Probably. like, ah, the world's <laughs> biggest ball of twine. How useful. <laughs> so anyway, but this was but the, but the rope around the little girl wasn't twine. That was rope. Yeah, yeah. That was like rope for like pulling up a bucket of concrete. Kind of, it was like, where'd you get all these things? Kind of stuff. Well, I guess in the first 50 minutes of the movie, a lot of stuff could have happened. Yeah. So anyway, 
So she goes, and you see the leaves starting to raise around the little girl, and you hear this like low volume, like very bass leveled growl, and you're like, uh oh. And all of a sudden, the rope tugs, the little girl falls on her ass, and she's being tugged like crazy. Yeah. And what you realize is Sandra Bullock made it back to the boat, and she tugged on the rope, and she got the girl, and she's yelling at her, and she throws her in the boat, and she's whatever, never again, pushes the boat off into the river. Yeah. I guess the river is a safe spot, because for whatever reason, these caveats always kind of kill me. Uh-huh. So if these creatures are causing an apocalypse, yeah. why would they not be able to go into the river? Are they vampires and they can't cross running water? Sounds like an M Night Shyamalan kind of. It does. It's 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 all these convenient thing. things. Mm. It's like if you're gonna make it really hopeless, don't don't leave convenient caveats for them to like get around. Yeah, it sounds like it's just maybe it's just convenient that they've never been encountered them on the water or so. But at the same time, they they've never been killed by one of these creatures anyway. So you could argue anything they're doing potentially could keep them away for all they know. I suppose, yeah. It's that weird thing of like, oh, I've never worn a tutu and been attacked by a lion. <laughs> Maybe if I always wear a tutu, lions are actually terrified of ballet. Who knows? <laughs> Let's try it. Hey, it's a hypothesis. Prove it's, me wrong. It's, Find me someone it's worth it didn't testing. work for. It's worth testing. By the way, when you like forwarded that meme with, the 10-year challenge is just Facebook trying to work its <laughs> facial recognition software even better. Yeah. That is so on point. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It is so on point. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? It's like, oh, the social security ID challenge. Yeah. Whose number is nicer? Let's vote. <laughs> Put it out here. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Is your password easy to predict? Just tell us your password and we'll tell I'm, you how easy it is to predict. I'm, I'm totally putting that up. I'm going to make that a challenge. The social security ID challenge. Whose number is better? And put in a credit card. And whose credit card matches? I'm totally going to do that now. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally doing that. So anyway. Can we match your credit card number to your name? Yes. So then they go back to the flashback. And it's Sandra Bullock and talking to the young African-German guy. And what you realize is at one point she sits back kind of odd. And I was like, is she like inviting him for sex? And what you realize she's sitting back to relieve her back because she's pregnant. Yeah. And they're chatting and he puts his, she takes his hand and puts it on her belly. And the girl, the heavyset girl, she's, she's obviously the one she's being set up because she's like, Nervous a lot and crying a lot in the, the two scenes that we've seen so far. And she's kind of crying in this scene too. And you're like, all right, she's going to be the first one to crack. And you see that uh, um, she's kind of looking through the windows and she's... I, I, I don't know if she was... Expe- it was almost like she was expecting the guy. Because she opens up the door and the guy walks in. And drops like a suitcase and runs up and he looks haggard and and yeah. and 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 uh, 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 haunted and whatever. And Sandra Bullock grabs a shotgun and she basically act, telling him to stop where he is or whatever. She'll shoot him. She'll, she'll shoot him. So the heavyset girl is saying like, "No, no, no!" And he's kind of like, and and so the young black man runs over to and they're like, "What's going on?" And John Malkovich walks in as well. And then he's relating whatever, however harrowing it is on the outside, whatever's happening. And I guess he's pleading his case that 
he's fine, and I still don't know what happens to people when they're just walking around. But he's pl- obviously pleading his case, and she's got the gun on him, and she kind of relaxes the gun a little bit, and John Malkovich is in there, and he's watching, and he's like, obviously his wheels are spinning, and he's really like, whoa, what's, you know, I don't like this. He looks very displeased, and then he takes the shotgun from Sandra Bullock, yeah. and they're like, wait, and he's basically like, tells the guy to stand up, because it looks like he's going to either blow his <laughs> brains out or, 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 or chase him outside. And they're like, no, 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 don't do it. He's like, there's no way this guy's been infected, whatever it is. Yeah, He's yeah. not staying here, blah, blah, blah. And my guess is the pregnant belly is to show us through the flashbacks that a lot of time has passed in between the last time we saw them in the house and now. Yeah. And so it, the situation is really tense. And you're thinking John Malkovich is going to blow this other dude's head off that walked in. And then the old lady comes from behind and just cracks him on the head with a vase. And knocks John Malkovich out. And they get yeah. the gun out. And the young guy takes Malkovich to the garage. And lays him down. And basically says, like, sleep it off, buddy. Kind of stuff. Yeah. And goes outside. And you see John Malkovich wake up before the guy even closes the door. Like, his eyes open. And you're like, uh-oh. Which is interesting in any movie or TV show where that sort of happens. Where it's, like, the friendly option. Or the, like, take mercy option. To, like, knock someone heavy, heavy. And then just leave him somewhere. I'm like, in every real world situation I've ever known, they're like, someone bangs the head, it's like the opposite. You bang the head and then they have to be on, like, concussion watch. (laughs) Don't ever fall asleep you knock your head out because you might die and never wake up. But in every film and TV show I've ever watched, people are constantly getting knocked over the head, knocked out, (laughs) which to me in the everyday world is like pure sudden concussion right there. And then just people walk off and leave them and they're like, they'll be fine. (laughs) Have you ever heard of concussion, Batman? (laughs) Batman who never kills people, but like there's a trail of concussed people. Whatever you do, don't let them fall asleep. Where's the guy? Actually, that's another great sketch idea. That's like an advert for CTE, Batman edition, or superhero edition. Just like super enemies for CTE. Yeah, like, yeah. Have you suffered a life-changing... Uh... No wonder Batman, all the people that are against Batman are like crazy. Or these like supervillains who are like these mad... They're the getting Riddler, concussed the all the time. They're concussed and they're just like, their brain is scrambled. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm you again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock you right out. I'm going to squeeze your neck until the oxygen leaves your head. Right. It's like, it's every conceivable way that you could mess up someone's brain. <laughs> exactly right. I don't know why they can't cure them. <laughs> well, really? <laughs> I know exactly why you can't cure them. You keep hitting Smacking them in the head. Their heads around. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So that scene ends and they go back to the river. Mm. And now it says like 38 hours on the river. And they're just kind of floating down the river. I think that was it, right? Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was it. So with the exception of the standoff and the monster thing, Mm. Not a whole hell of a lot happened. No. The tension was nice. I mean, I'm, I have to say, I'm curious about this stupid movie now yeah. that everyone's been talking about. I want to go watch it. I want to go back and watch it. Yeah, I was always planning on watching it. So, so I'm just kind of like, okay, well, and like I said, I'm, this is because the, these days the problem with trailers is they give too much away. Like you watch a trailer for something, you've seen the whole movie now. Yeah. I, I recommend to people to use the what's going on here method. 
as like the better version of a trailer. Of a trailer. Absolutely. Just watch the middle 20 minutes, middle 20 preferably minutes. in a different language. Yes. And that will give you a good idea of whether you want to watch it or not Abs- without spoiling anything. Absolutely. I mean, because... What? <laughs> Seriously, though. But, you know, I, there's a couple of movies that they actually did very well with that. Obviously, with that in mind. Because especially yeah. with comedies, when they have the really like outlandish, zany comedies, oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. W- when they know it's going to be shit... They usually put the best jokes in the trailer. Yeah. And then you go watch the movie and you see the jokes and you're like, okay, I saw those on the commercial and nothing else is funny. Or worse yet, which pisses me off, and Marvel's been guilty of that. They'll put something in a commercial for the trailer and then the scene in the trailer is never in the movie. And you're like, what? Oh, yeah. What happened? Wait a minute. You were advertising this so I could come see your movie. Why is that scene not in there? And then, of course, the way they get around that is like, oh, catch all the DVD extras and buy the extra special edition DVD with, you know, Tabasco sauce on top because you, you spend an extra twenty dollars. So anyway, well, they came out. Actually, one thing I would say that's good about them is they, they the latest, uh, the trailers for the next Avengers: Infinity War. Yes. The the, the, the whatever it's called. Endgame. What Endgame. Yeah. They, I did recently that they actually set out saying that to try and combat that whole spoiling movie, whatever. Right. Every every shot that's used for any of the trailers for the new Avengers film is all takes part in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Great, which is great. Or every film should do that. That's all, every film should do that. You should only show yeah. like the trailers for no. You should show a, a, a shot from like. The denouement, you know, like at the end of yeah. the no, happens no, no. all the time, though. Yeah, I'm always seeing shots of like the end fight. Why? You know, like oh, isn't this what we're building up towards? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was gonna say. Horrible bosses and horrible bosses too. Because like I remember when I saw the trailer, and I was like, okay, it's Justin Bateman, who's the Jason Bateman's brother. Yes, Jason Bateman. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, you're right, it's Justine Bateman, but yes, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, who is the ultimate straight guy, yeah. right? Um, uh, uh, what's his face uh, 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 from Saturday Night Live? Um, he was the head writer for a while. I can't... Jason, Jason, that's why I confused it. Um, Anyway. Oh, it's, it's, is it Sudeikis? Is See, that, yes, it is. Yeah, Jason yeah. Sudeikis. You're right. Jason Sudeikis and, and Charlie Day. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, these three guys, this already sounds like over the top. And then you throw in Jennifer Aniston and there's shots of like Jamie Foxx. And you're like, wait a minute. And Kevin Spacey. And like, what? You know, so the whole thing is like, this is, okay, this is going to be just a crap movie because it's over the top. All the best parts are going to be in the trailer. I'm not going to bother with it. Yeah. And then I watched it on the video. And the best parts weren't even close to the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Which was fantastic. You know, yeah. I, I really, and I loved the movie. I thought it was hilarious. And then they did the sequel. Yeah. And I watched the sequel on, we were, we were going to Vegas. I'm on the plane watching the sequel, killing myself laughing because I thought it was going to be shit. Yeah, yeah. Because usually like when, when you get like a gem like that, you're like, uh, the, yeah. the, but the sequel, if anything to me was even funnier. Oh, I've not seen it. Oh, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you're right. Like, I think a lot of times, it, in a way, it's good, like, with the whole, like we were saying, the internet jumps on everybody and tries to kill everybody, whatever. But at the same time, a lot of the new directors, and, and what, they're, like, a little more info savvy. And they're like, wait a minute, let's, yeah, let's not put, let, let, let's not, like, lose our best shots yeah. in the beginning. Let's just put in stuff that's really funny. But let's leave all the like even funnier shit like in the movie. 
um, the 40 year old virgin was a little bit like that because uh-huh. the really funny parts weren't like in the commercial yeah yeah you know so I, 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 I like the fact that that in that in that uh, uh, situation the directors and editors and whoever they are they're a little more savvy that way because like you said like in the past it was always like oh this it's like oh yeah I know this is the part here yeah, I know. I've never, I never understood that. My dad is a weird one of these people who we can watch, and it happened. We watched something recently. My parents were visiting over for like the for my birthday, which is recent, and they um, we watched oh, what movie was we watched some movie on Netflix. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it was the the uh, the Coen Brothers um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is oh. very good. I recommend. Okay, it. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see that. Yeah, very good. That's like you. But we watched the trailer because they weren't sure. I said, let's watch the trailer beforehand. Good thing about Netflix, you can watch the trailer. Not a good thing about Netflix is that you just select the thing and it automatically starts playing the trailer. I hate that. Right, right, right. It doesn't do it on your TV because you've your. I've got. My, I, it, I got hooked up to my old DVD oh, player. But the new Netflix is as slick as it is. It automatically every time you you stop. Just, you it's yeah. just stop on it. It stop. instantly starts playing the trailer, stop. and I'm like, oh, don't do oh, that. This is this is this is there was that meme and I was killing myself laughing, and I think I mentioned this last time maybe even, um, where back in the day when yeah. we just had phones. You say, oh, don't say that on the telephone. The government might be listening. Yeah. Whereas now it's like with everybody with their Alexas and whatever. It's like, oh, hey, government, do you have a, a recipe for pancakes? You know, it's like, yeah. and then people are like, really? They can listen to me? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, right now the NSA could be listening to us through our phones. Uh-huh. Right now. Yeah. It's like, don't even kid yourself that they can't be doing that. Just will you see when the, uh, the 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 podcast figures come through for next week? See if there's anyone from uh, Langley. <laughs> oh, Langley, Virginia. Langley, Virginia. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Langley. Okay. Thank you for the 300 listens. That's yeah. great. I guess team <laughs> Seal Team Six and Five are in on it. All right, great. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's one of those things like where the people are just like, con- for convenience's sake, they're starting to tell you what to do. And to me, I'm just like, no. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, Netflix. No, no, no. Don't start my trailer for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? No. Give me the freedom to... You know, I, I mean, a little bit like when they're talking about like, uh, oh, autonomous vehicles. I'm kind of like... Huh? Uh-huh. You know, if somebody told you like, well, we've trained horses to go where they need to go. And you just sit on the horse and ride. Yeah. It's a little bit like, mm, really? Do I? But, yeah. you know, with the caveat being the horse can only go so fast. And quite frankly, if something's going to go down bad, you could jump off the horse. Yeah. And, you know, sprain a leg, maybe break a leg, whatever. But you could survive that easily kind yeah. of stuff. You know, like, like they had at the CES show, um, the Tesla vehicle ran over the robot. And it's like, huh, okay. <laughs> you know, until you can... It, it's a little bit like the online banking. Like, my wife is particularly paranoid about all these things. Uh-huh. So, you, what? No. Look, different password for everything kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not doing online banking. And I don't blame her. I don't want to do online banking. Because just yesterday or today, there was an article. Oh, 220 million passwords leaked. Like, until quantum computing is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Where currently, they're telling us that they will be incapable of being corrupted or password. You know, they'll be completely and utterly safe. Until someone figures out how to break a quantum computer. But until that point... I really don't want to do internet banking. I, it's, it makes sense to be paranoid. I, I recently got hacked on a thing. It's my own stupid fault, really, because I have the same password for everything, pretty much. 
I, I've started to change it now a little bit. The password bit. challenge, people. This is what we're talking a about. Bit, but it's like one extra thing on the end of it. But it's basically the same password for everything. And I've right. had it since I was like 18. I've had the same password. Keep narrowing it down. Go ahead. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I'll give you a clue, people out there. If ever you do know, it was the, uh, the first starring role I ever had in a play. <laughs> the name of that character... And then the number one after it. <laughs> With an exclamation point. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. How'd you know? <laughs> That's the special character. No one ever chooses a question mark. Um, and uh, it, yeah, I had, I got an email because I have, um, I forgot what it was. I've, I've some sort of uh, thing I'm signed up to that it will let me know if it thinks I've had. Um, like if my name appears on like the dark web on a, a list of like leaked passwords, right. it would let me know. And it would say, here's the website or the thing that got your, your password has been leaked, blah, blah, blah. blah. Right, right, right. And um, it was for that. And actually I had it two pronged and I still didn't do anything about it because I didn't care about it. Uh, I had an email from, it was an old video game website right. um, that I used to use quite a few years ago. I haven't used it in ages. Right. And it said like, just let you know, we had all our passwords were leaked. Someone got hold of them all. So your passwords, so change your password. Or, or someone's going to play video games under your name. Well, no, exactly. But it wasn't even playing video games. It was like, it was more of a forum. So right. I'm like, I don't care about that. I'm not going right. to think about Who it. Who cares? Right. Steal my logins. Sure. If I give a crap. Wasn't thinking right. that like, oh, actually, that's the same password I used for like a whole bunch of other things. Right, right, right. And right. my name is attached to it. Because that's the first thing to do. Yeah. Just, just so what it. happened is I was playing on my uh, PlayStation a little while ago and then all of a sudden it, it logged me out while I was playing I was like what's happening and I couldn't log back in and what happened is someone had just logged into my PlayStation account while I was playing it logged yeah. me out yeah. logged back in changed the password yeah. and you're done and they had my PlayStation details and because it's all online now so you, all your games and stuff you know they had access to all this stuff luckily I got hold of PlayStation very quickly and told them what happened and yeah. they reset it back to the original yeah, and I got control before they would ever have been able to like steal right. anything. Right, right, right. But uh, but what happened is it yeah, it is what they do is they sell online on the yeah. dark web. They sell sure. the names and the passwords of people to whatever, and they use it for greatest. And what happened is I didn't realize is I had the same password for my PlayStation account yeah. that I had for this other random website. Yeah, someone guessed that. Yeah, and yeah. they had access. Yeah, of to course. It. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah, it's. You know, it's kind of like uh, uh, the end of the year. We always try to uh, give out to charities that we like. Mm. You know, not not you know, a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there, that kind of stuff. You know, nothing crazy. But the minute you give to a charity, you get inundated by thirty other charities. It's like, how did you even hurt hear about me? Oh yeah. Because the first thing they do is they sell your info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's how they make money. Yeah. It's like here you go. This guy gives money. Go go to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's one of those things. It's like, hey, people selling info. Why don't you tell them how much money I give to you? Uh -huh. Because if I'm giving like only a hundred bucks, I probably don't have a hundred bucks to give to thirty other charities. Yeah. Because then I'm giving out three thousand dollars, and I'm not giving out three thousand yeah. dollars because I don't have three thousand dollars to give out. Uh -huh. You know that kind of stuff. It's it's yeah, they all do it, and 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 like I said, it's like the whole paranoia. It's like, oh, get every bill you get. It's like. Uh, save paper, pay online. It's like, unless you can unequivocally prove to me that my information is safe. Yeah. And you can't. And we both know you can't. Uh -huh. I'm not doing it. 
And and like I said, it's like, oh, why don't you put a tinfoil hat on your head? Okay. You know, you, you say that, but then like two weeks later, when yeah. somebody's uh, 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 buying a, what you would call it, Hawaiian vacation with your credit card. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I've had it, I've gone to a gas station. So I only ever go to gas stations that have, and, and this has been the case for years, that have where they take your credit card. Yeah, yeah. Because in New Jersey, for those of you that don't know, in New Jersey, it's, you always get uh, service. There's no self-serve in New Jersey. Yeah. So you give your credit card if you're paying, if you're not paying cash, and they go and take it. So I would always, I would never go to one of these places where they come with the little, you know, the old credit card thing where they put it on a carbon copy, uh-huh. and then they give you the carbon copy back that you signed or whatever. Because I went to one nearby, and I used, and I specifically, and because I was suspicious about it, I specifically used a card that I only ever use when I go to Costco. Okay. You know, because I was like, oh, crap, I don't have any cash to pay yeah. for gas. Let me use this card because not I don't put any other charges on this card besides Costco. Yeah. So if it's not Costco, I'll you know I'll know that. Oh yeah, okay. And um, I got the bill, and you know usually it'd be at the time it was like whatever eighty dollars at Costco kind of stuff like once a month yeah. that kind of stuff. I get this bill and it's like two hundred and fifty bucks. And I'm like two hundred fifty. What? Uh-huh. I don't. I didn't buy, you know, I didn't buy a TV or something at cost. What, why, why is it two hundred fifty bucks? I take a look, and it was a hundred sixty or no, one hundred eighty dollars charged at a Target in Minnesota. Yeah, and uh, so right away I got on the horn with American Express, and of course, you know, luckily all these companies they're like, all right, we got it, you know, we cancel it, don't worry about it, we're gonna send you a new card, all that, blah blah blah. But I'm like, this is why I don't do banking online, because. Even the bank can be secure, yeah, yeah. and somebody can be disgruntled, yeah. and just be like, "Fuck this place, and fuck all these people that bank at this place." I'm gonna take all this shit and just go on the dark web and sell it all. Yeah, that's all they have to do. Or someone can just—they're just like, "Sorry, the internet's off." Like what? Yeah, I need money. Oh no, the internet's off today. It's yeah. turned off. Well, what do you mean it turned off? It's the internet. It can't turn off. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's just electric, so it's just off. <laughs> what? <laughs> but what do you mean it's just electric? Yeah. yeah, it's just a thing that's either on or off, and it's well, off right now. I got, I got, a, I got an email in my spam folder a couple of months ago. It says, "Oh, we know your account, oh, and yeah, we've yeah. seen all the porno that you have on oh, there. Yeah, yeah, I've had your this. tastes are now. We want five hundred pickables. If only they knew your disgusting taste. <laughs> Does everybody know you use porn? And I'm kind of like." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like why wouldn't they? Know would they that? be so? Oh, would it disperse your name for them to know? And even and then it's like, and even if you didn't mind people knowing, I think they would definitely mind when they knew what you'd been searching for. <laughs> and we've seen pictures of you. I'm like, it's really? Like, Have what, you? Are you going to tell me why the suspense? <laughs> Just right. tell me exactly what I was looking at and show me a picture. Then oh, I'm really going to be scared. I, I was going to say right. I, it, like, if you really want to hold me a ransom, show me a picture of myself masturbating furiously <laughs> and then show me the screenshot of what was happening on the screen. Exactly. It's like, because if you just show me a picture of a hairy belly with a dick, that could be anybody, honestly. Because yeah. that, that is a scary one. Yeah, because that can be... I've had one of those once when my computer got hacked where they had taken a picture of me. Uh-huh. And that is terrifying oh, wow. when I can do that. Because then you get really paranoid. Now I know I don't give a shit because that would be fine. Yeah. But it was on a site and they'd taken and the, the access and the webcam. Yeah. And it was just a pop-up that had come up to something. And he was like... That's why I always have masking tape on my webcam. Yeah. That's a great idea. 
Because it, it asked because... the webcam, took a picture, and then there was this pop-up that came up that then froze the whole computer and there was anything you could see, and it was this fake police thing that made it look like it was the police, and it was a picture of me, and it was like, there is currently a warrant out for your arrest with this picture. You have We've found in your browsing history that you've searched for things that are illegal, um, and there is a warrant for your arrest. And I was scared. I was like, oh, shit, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because I was like, how could they do Only the police could suddenly have such technology. Until at the end, it was like, which all these people get, and I don't understand why they think it's going to, and they're like, which is very, you know, very legal, and you're going to go to jail for a long time. Um, except if you ring this number and pay us $500, and then <laughs> right. you're free. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. I don't live in Nigeria. This isn't how the police force works. I'm pretty sure. Like, come on. Yeah. Even if they did it, it's more than $500. Right. You're right, right. all this effort for that. Well, mine was like in Bitcoin. Send us Bitcoin. Oh, I'm yeah, like, it's oh, untraceable. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going to send you Bitcoin. Like, like I wouldn't even know how to buy fucking Bitcoin, guys. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, I did exactly the same email. Yeah. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's, of course it is. Yeah. But, you know, but like I said, I mean, all those reasons, it's just like, I like banking, you can keep it. Yeah. My bank is literally within walking distance from my house. Yeah. I don't need to do online banking. I really don't, you know. It, and not only that, all the banks, it's almost like there are no more banking hours. Yeah. Like my bank is open at least three days a week till like five o'clock. Yeah. And then one day a week, they're open till like seven or 8 p.m. Yeah. You know, and the other times they're open till two, three. And it's like, I got plenty of opportunities to go banking. Our bank is the opposite. Our bank is never, we don't have any fiscal bank. We just bank through Fidelity, which is like the, uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there is no bank to go to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you say about getting your car sold. We had one recently. It turned out good for us though in the end. So I recommend this. If anyone's looking for a quick buck and they want to get it, this is the way to do it. Okay. Although this definitely is true and I'm not lying and it wasn't fraud. Okay. Because uh, otherwise it would be. But we had, my wife's card was stolen. Like the, the details were stolen. Again, we, we wouldn't have known uh-huh. because um, again great way if you want to steal our information basically we're not on top of our finances as much as we should and we just weren't checking our yep. statements that's the other reason why I don't do online banking because you forget about it yeah just forgetting about it yep. didn't think of anything coming to anything it was like huh you know whatever and what happened luckily the, the person who did it was a massive idiot uh-huh. is uh, well, either they're an idiot or is really scary which so they ordered Stuff. And what they ordered was these two taps. They ordered uh, the faucets that, uh-huh. that come out of the wall. Uh, pot fillers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pot fillers. Yeah, yeah, They ordered two of these pot fillers. Each one was like $400. Yeah. Like expensive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had sent them to us. They'd sent them to our address. <laughs> Under my wife's name and address. Nice. And the weird thing is, we didn't... So these pot fillers just turned up, addressed my wife to our address. Uh-huh. And it was like two weeks before I even realized what happened. We just thought it was like, we were trying to figure out someone sent them to us or yeah. like, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. we seemed like it was a relative or someone had bought them. Like a late a gift or something. And yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense though. Why would we have pot fillers? Like we live in an apartment that we rent. Why would we be installing pot fillers? Right, 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 right. We we're very confused. And then we thought, oh, maybe it was an accident. Someone sent to us because they thought that we'd pick them up or and we basically forgot about it. And we didn't realize how much they were worth. Right. We didn't look it up. We were just like, oh, it's color random pot fillers. Who cares? Forgot about them. Right. And then she realized on the account and she looked at, she was like, wait a second, $800 at like wherever it was. What is that? Yeah. And then I traced it back and I found it was the pot fillers. I'm like, it's all my pot fillers, but it was sent to our address. Yeah. Well, that's weird. And uh, so initially I was thinking like, oh, they're an idiot. They just sent it to our address somehow. But then what I realized 
is there's a whole thing which is really scary where people steal your account steal your whatever and they send it to your address and they come to your address and they and come pick to your address and pick it up yeah. which I never knew about yeah, yeah. and that must have been what they were planning on doing yeah. because there's no way they would have had our the website they ordered from didn't automatically have our address right so they put our address yeah. in they yeah. found it yeah. so they were just going to come and take them yeah. and lucky enough I took I got them first yeah. but uh, it worked out right in the end because what happened is credit card company told them they were like oh yeah no problem didn't question it it was it was her name. It was our address. Everything looked legit. It was used because the card. there's because no way they could have. There's no way we could have proved it wasn't us. Because at the very least, these guys expect that you won't be home during the weekday from nine to five. Yeah, and I am. Haha. <laughs> right. That's where I get so you. So well, right. That's that's the whole thing. It's just like, oh, wait a minute. So there's a. Yeah, yeah. No, these guys go to great lengths to 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 swindle money. Yeah. But we, the, yeah, the credit card company gave us the money back. And then we said about the, we were like, but what about these things? Do we have to send them back and get a refund? They're like, no, we don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Just keep them. Yeah. I sold them on eBay and got the full whack, got $800 for it. So right. I just made $800 out of it. <laughs> so it was a positive experience for me. So uh, what's your credit card number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was perfect. But it, 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 was, it, was, it was so weird. Like, uh, it like, was really, really scary. And I, my wife discouraged me because I get very obsessed with these things. Right. But my first reaction is I was like, I'm, I'm gonna find the people. I'm gonna find this person. I'm gonna track them down. I'm gonna like fuck them up, and like, and there was a way. I was on, I was on the right track because I managed to like, because we we contacted the, you know, the company where they came from, the the, the website, or whatever. We contacted them. They're like, no, it didn't come directly from us. It was ordered through. Uh, it would have had to been ordered through a secondary company that ordered from us and then was selling it somewhere else. Uh. So it was ordered through. A, and then I went through the box and I found there was a receipt and tracked this number and it tracked down to the original like tracking number to who would have ordered it. And it was from like a company. It was like a, you know, like a, a kitchen, yeah, like showroom yeah. company somewhere out in Connecticut. Yeah. And I found that. I was like, oh, so that's that. So that, at that point I was like, I could just ring these people directly and I could try and track down this number and, and find. And then she was like, don't bother. That this, this happened to me. Um, it was kind of like when credit card fraud was kind of in its infancy, sort of. This happened to me probably at this point some 18 years ago or something like that. I went to get new tires installed at Costco. Mm. And my wife calls me and she says, credit card company just called and said, somebody, did you order any printer cartridges? I said, no. A credit card company just called. Somebody ordered a bunch of pr pr printer cartridges. I said, and the lady's on the phone with me. Should I have her call you? I'm like, what, on which credit card? And she says, and I was like, oh, well, that's the credit card I was about to buy the tires with. Give them, you know. And then the lady from the credit card company calls me. She says, I know exactly where they ordered from. Here, you can call the police. Someone ordered back then, 18 years ago, $2,000 worth of printer cartridges <laughs> to be shipped to a school in Massachusetts. And the order came from a travel agency in the Bronx. And they were ordering the printer cartridges from California. And so, the, you know, the girl was like all excited. It's like, we, you, you got to call the cops. You got to go down right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And one of my friends, he was like, 
dude, I'll bring a couple of bats. Let's go to the fucking travel agency and bust some fucking heads. <laughs> and he's a big guy too. And I was like, yeah. Adam, we can't. He's like, no, dude, what's the big deal? They're going to fucking order $2,000. Let's go fucking do $2,000 worth of damage. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, was, he was raring to go, you know. And I was just like, was like what? So, so the girl on the credit card company, she's like, go to the police station, go to the police station. And, and we'll get the, we'll, we'll, you know, and we went to the police station and he took, and the guy took the, um, statement and the guy took the statement and, and the cop and nothing happened of it. And that's all that happened. Oh, we have a guest. Oh, special guest. Special guest. The returning guest. Third time. Third time. You want to say something? Oh, oh okay. Go ahead. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, young lady Nina is with us. She's been doing squats for sets. She's, she's gonna be sore tomorrow. I was gonna say Aww. she's 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 gonna break my spit guard here. Hi, lady Nina. That and she's been. <laughs> oh yeah, she's very good at that. Blowing raspberries. Apparently that's called zorbit. That's called zorbiting. But that's the actual like term for that. Is it? When you go. Oh. It's called zorbiting. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's wrap up in the show. Since, since Lady Nina is coming in for a visit. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, before, before we try to figure out what's going on here with the bird box, let us review and give our grades for the <laughs> Grand Crew, yeah? Yes. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go. Uh, it was very nice, tasty, like I said, crisp. Um, again, not what we expected for the beer. But yeah. It was... Uh, it was good. What do you think, Nina? Ooh, you didn't even try it, but you're excited. <laughs> uh, very nice. Um, again, I could drink so much of it. It's hard to judge it. It's hard. Am I judging it based on what it should be, or am I judging it based on what it was? Right. That's what throws you. If, if it was what it should be, then it would be like a 3.6 or something. But right. based on what it like was, and if you just gave it to me blind, I'd say it's like a 4.3. Okay. Yeah. So what do you want? Which one do you want? Cut uh, in the middle. Say four. Okay. Four. Yeah. All right, that's fair because I was going to say the same thing because you're right. At this point, it's like we kind of, do we just grade it on what it should be or do we grade it on how nice it is to drink it? Yeah. Because I watched a guy like a blogger and he follows us on, on, on Instagram and he said he doesn't think it's, you know, it's not fair to the, to the um, okay, equipment is being like destroyed here um <laughs> he doesn't think it's fair to the brewers to like give grades and all this stuff and i kind of disagree because i'm like look this is a subjective thing and this is our thing i hope everybody realizes like this is our taste and we're giving you grades upon what we think our what taste what is what does that mean it's not fair to the brewers to grade them because what is it, charity well, i don't understand that logic i you know what i i i i understand his point of view I but like, I disagree I, with it. I feel like I go to, go, whoever that guy is, a go around his house. <laughs> and like, if I say anything, he's like, keep your goddamn opinions to yourself. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Probably. That's but anyway, so but I was, I was going to give it a four also. Because I think, like you said, it's not what I expected for Belgian ale. Yeah. But I think it's an eminently very good beer. Yeah. yeah. So I give it a 4.0 as well. That's right, Nina. It's that good. I love how you just basically told me that there is a one person in the world who listens to our show and the first thing I did was try to alienate <laughs> and offend them. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. Okay, if you're listening, you stop listening now. Don't you dare ever listen ever again. Okay? Oi, oi, mate. Listen up here, mate. You could just fuck off, you right? fuck off. <laughs> I give you a zero. Mate. <laughs> 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 All right. So what do we think is going on here? 
with uh, the bird box in German. Uh, I, <laughs> um, I, I'm baffled. I'm baffled. Um, okay. I, I uh, again, some kind of. Uh, what do you th- what do you think, Nina? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think is going on in Bird Box? I mean, other than like what I already said, I think perhaps what's going on is that Stevie Wonder is sitting on the throne, or like throne of the world. He's in White House right now. He's the president. <laughs> you know what? He charge. would do a much fucking better job yeah, than than the Cheeto is doing. Yeah, I so. mean, he's you know, there's a sub. I feel like you you're watching uh, what what is happening. It's not so much what's happening now, but what's going to happen. Okay. Is I reckon the end of it is Sandra Bullock and her ragtag bunch of followers, whoever they may be at this point. Uh, two kids. Yeah. Are going <laughs> to turn up all raggedy and shit stained and like you know like <laughs> like ribs out like Ugh! and they're gonna they're they're gonna come upon what looks like a, a strange settlement and then the doors open and it's just this luxurious like Las Spa. Vegas style like. <laughs> Everything is beautiful and wonderful. It's right. a pure tranquility. And it's just Stevie Wonder and, and Andrew Bocelli. And, yeah. And also, I imagine there are blind people who aren't famous musicians. <laughs> of course. Those people, whoever yes, they okay. are. Yeah. Uh, and they're just, they're, you know, and they, they didn't even know what was going on. Like they've just managed, they've continued to live. And so, right, because nothing happened to them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I just love the fact that in these post-apocalyptic scenes, how people just forget personal hygiene and they just co- are covered in shit. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why they're covered yeah, in shit? I don't know. Shit stained. What are you gonna wipe on this with? Uh, your nose. Oh, okay. Let That's me wa- a big problem I have with The Walking Dead. I like that show, but you've got yeah, Nina likes it too. But you have uh, <laughs> you, you, there's like two characters, two huh? actors who actually look sort of like vaguely grubby and like yeah, there there isn't any soap anymore. But everybody else looks amazing and wonderful and gorgeous. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I, I'm with you. I, I'm a little bit baffled as to what's going on. And what I didn't understand, the whole thing, like the kids, and I failed to mention that kids had a bird in a box. Hence the bird box title, I suppose. Yeah. And I guess it's supposed to be like a, akin to the canary in a coal mine. And it isn't a chicken McNugget. And it isn't a chicken McNugget, right. And so I guess if the birds die, the critters are nearby? I guess, I don't know. I, I think what's going to happen is, this is this is actually a live-action remake, I think, of the problem with poplars on Futurama. And so the canaries are the poplars, and they're feeding the monsters the, the canaries. That's what I think is going on. Okay. Yeah. Sir? Right, Lady Nina? Yeah. I think I think she's okay, okay with the show. Yeah. yeah. All right, then. Well, folks, that's that's what we got. It's uh, Stevie Wonder's Ruling the World from Las Vegas, and um, my take is that it's a remake of Problem with Poplars from Futurama. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And our beer, once again, uh, Grand Cru Winter Reserve by Flying Fish Brewery. Very nice beer. Good job, Flying Fish. Well done. All right. See you next time, people. See ya.